Yeah, there's a little pocket down your, your right-hand side of your trousers. It didn't matter if, you know, it wasn't ambidextrous. You didn't have one on your left-hand side if oh, you were yeah, left-handed. Right. It was only your right-hand side. And that would fit your billy club. Yeah, right. Now, let me tell you, yeah, that, billy, that. that billy club was awesome if you had it in your fishing gear. Heart to Heart podcast. It will be covering a walk from the geographic centre of Australia to the centre of the nation's capital in Canberra to raise awareness of the mental health issues faced by our first responders. We ask a lot of the people in our police, emergency services and all frontline workers. That takes a big toll on them and their families, which is why this walk is happening. These are just everyday people that have to do extraordinary things. These people are just like my dad. Welcome to episode two of the Heart to Heart Walk podcast. In this episode, we're continuing the conversation from episode one. However, it goes down some rabbit holes. We talk about some really serious stuff like the usefulness of a billy club in policing, what it's like to have an issue solved through trial by combat, and it even has a couple of interruptions from Margie, the Airedale Terrier. On a serious note, we talk about the re-employment of emergency services people post-service, And we also talk about the effect that that service can have on families. Check out the podcast show notes for links to quite a number of the organisations we talk about, like Responder Assist through Phoenix Australia, Fearless, To Road Solutions, Emergency, Code 9, Beyond the Badge and many more. Not to mention we talk about the nutrition requirements of walkers on a 3000k walk and how that's going to be supported by Bats, our chief chef, and the call-out for suggested recipes that might be suitable for these walkers. Send your suggestions in about the nutrition or anything else you have to suggest about the podcast, its content, and stay tuned. We've got some amazing episodes coming up where we're talking directly to emergency services workers about their careers, the amazing things they've done on those careers, and also the effect that that service has had on them. So episode two... Here we go. Well, on another little note, the tiny world that we live in dawned on me today. So a bit of a place setter, I guess, uh, walking around Lake Burley Griffin this morning with yourselves. It took me a lot of work to get here. Uh, and, and, you know, people listening that know what that's about will know what it's about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, a lot of work. Um but I got here and, uh, you know, that familiarity of being just around you guys uh, is so comforting in the sense of, you know, having never even um, knowing you but having never met you was daunting. But there's just that, um, I don't know, you call it brotherhood. I don't, I don't know what the right word for it is. but Brotherhood, it's that, sisterhood. Yeah. We're, we're that, all in that, it together. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, that, that acceptance I think it is and, and understanding is just being – is a great thing but – the stories that were said on that walk this morning made me realise how small this little uh, police and emergency services world is because Kings Canyon got mentioned and that that triggered a little memory of mine of a guy that I went through in my class at Goulburn, Mark, um, who I graduated with and very shortly after our graduation we went out to Kings Canyon where he used to work before he joined the cops and... Uh, 
Yeah, so there's that little little link to Kings Canyon and a and a familiar place, and then he also worked with you, Vince. He did. Yeah, he did. And and I was thinking, as you were saying that, that he that, did he have his camels at the time? Yeah, I think he still had one. Yeah, no, yeah. Well, he, he did. I I I, uh, I yeah, great bloke, great yeah. bloke. Uh, out of the AFP now, still with the Army Reserves. Uh, I spoke to him a couple of weeks ago. He knows who he is. Yeah. Um, it's and just such a tiny world. Like yeah, I it just is thought, a tiny what, world. Look at the connections. Like you from Melbourne going out to Kings Canyon and, you know, basically missing my mate by just a very short I've, while. I've only been to Kings Canyon working twice, which, yeah, is, right. which is great. But, yeah, Mark, Mark, uh, and we talked about it a bit today, he, he was part of the part of the mounted car yeah. drive for the, yeah, yeah. the dedication of the National Police Memorial when we did that in 2006. Uh, and you've 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 worked uh, with another mate of mine, um, Elmo. Yeah, Elmo. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Josh, Josh. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Obviously, yeah. but but Elmo certainly, and Elmo's part of this. Yeah, so, yeah I heard he was uh, on the board. Yeah, yeah, no, he's on board, uh, working hard as a you know now a, a part of the executive with the SES mm. and. Uh, certainly on that operational side, been busy for the last couple of years with floods. Yeah, and they've and been smashed. They've been smashed. Yeah. And that's what people forget. I mean, this country fantastically has an over-reliance, as I said right at the start, on, on its first responders, particularly its volunteers. Yeah. And, you know, governments couldn't afford to pay for them, but they still need to look after them. And providing uniforms yeah. and some training... Doesn't that's necessarily the cut bit. the mustard. That's the first but we put bit. we put so much faith in them as well, mm. and yeah. um, and they do a fantastic job. They're great, whether it be you know, um, uh, you know, search and rescue or yeah. you know, there's some such there's some amazingly talented people yeah. that do what they and do just for the experience nothing. they have. Yeah, as well. that's right. Mm. Yeah, I've worked with some of the some of the most talented people I've worked with. Over the years, have been volunteers and just do it for do it for the love of it. Do it for the right reasons. So, yeah. so here's the thing, Matt. There's a, there's a, 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 a as you guys probably know, um, there's the National Coronial Information System. So that has all the data from all the deaths. But they'll, you know, it will be a copper that reports that you know prepares a report for the coroner on a sudden death. You know, um, Vince. You know, what did he do? Oh, he's mm. retired. Mm. That's it. Yes, yeah. done. No, okay. What was he retired from? Yeah. Oh, he was a police officer. He was a fiery. He was an ambo. Okay. Or um, did he do any volunteering? Oh, yeah, he did. What was he volunteering in? Yeah. Oh, he was part of the Rural Fire Service or he was part of the SES. Yeah. None of that data is collected. Never. No. And, and you know, there'd be coppers sitting out there going, oh, I might need another bloody page. But it's information that we... That we need. It's part of that empirical evidence. It's part of that that data that's required to actually get the picture we need to to see what you know what is happening to our people. Yeah, it's like it's like having inquiries into first responder suicide. Yeah. Mm. When when was the last one? Has there ever been one? There's well, the last data that's re- that I've found online certainly was it Canada? Was it last one? Yeah, and, and and from an Australian point of view, it was 2016, 2015, 16. So you're talking about Margie? Uh, that was in the background. Yeah. So, so, so for for the listeners, my beautiful, almost four year old Airedale Terrier has woken up and decided that uh, she needs a pat. She needs a pat. Yeah. So we all we all feel like that. Sometimes. We all feel that 
way, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so. Uh, but, yeah, so so that, you know, that needs to be ongoing and that's part of the, what the foundation will look to do. So the, the, the It'll the be hot- good to get onto it because one of the things that I was talking to, uh, I can't remember who, just recently uh, about the stats they collect about defence, uh, former defence people, in, even in the New South Wales government uh, em- employment sort of area, it's really quite interesting because they, they – I can't think of whether it's biannually or – I don't know. Every now and then they do this public uh, – sorry, People Matters Employee Survey, PMES thing, to sort of score each agency and, and they have a raft of questions that everyone's got to fill out and, you know, the, the executive have these KPIs of how many people have – you know, you've got to have a high completion rate and all that sort of stuff. But one of the questions in there is are, are you a former defence employee? And I went, hmm, that's interesting because this is a state government body. They're asking questions about formerly federally employed people but not, you know, were you a former police officer? Were why you a former why does Ambo, New South Wales have know? its own veterans, veterans Affairs portfolio? Well, they don't, they, mean, they don't have a former police officer's portfolio. No, they don't have a former first responders. First, you know, like, former Ambos or former fireys. Or, um, and, okay, good on <laughs> yeah. them, they do. And, and I mean, again, you know, if anyone's under the – misapprehension that this is having a go at defence. It's, it's not. It's not about that. It's not about that at all. I'm, it's, I'm glad they've got like, like, 100%. like local 100%. state support but it just seems weird that like from a government point of view, New South Wales government doesn't have at least the same for its own former emergency services. It's embarrassing. Well. They yeah. should be embarrassed, yeah. honestly. It's like, you know. There's lots of questions we'll raise over well, the next Yeah, 100%. While. 100%. Um, anyway. Now, can we, I ask you a question? Yeah. How do you feel? This is your first. Uh, this is your first, first podcast. I'm just starting to settle down. I think you get in, you get into the groove. Now. <laughs> oh, you getting into the groove, brother? Yeah, no, it's awesome actually job. pretty nerve wracking. Like I've spent so much time toiling over every element of this, whether I could do it, and all the technical aspects of bringing it together. And yeah, it's been a big deal, and uh, I, I'm so glad it's finally happening because. You know, all of the research around that says get back into your tribe, you mm. know, f- surround yourself with people that you're comfortable with. Um, this today and, and you know, the walk this morning, what we're doing right now has just solidified that I'm on the right track. And I've got great support, both family, um, you know, uh, my my care team um, uh, uh, certainly know about it and uh, – Working really hard with me to to be able to do it in a in a clinical uh, benefit way as well, which is good. So, um, but yeah, it's sort of it, yeah. Well, well, again, for the benefit of the the, the listeners, um, there's there's a couple of what would you call these? Uh, Mike Boom arms. Mike, Mike yeah. Boom arms on the on the on yeah. the dining room table. You took your time to set it all up. It looks super professional. I have to say, and I'd, I'd be interested to know what Milne thinks. I'm super chilled. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's just... It's You're always it, super, yeah, chilled. super chilled. It, it's... I'm always... Yeah, for those that... So that's why I feel so out of my depth here because your super chilled, your middle name's Contiki. Um, oh, I'm still stressing. Okay. No, anyway. <laughs> for those that know me, know that I'm not always super yeah. chilled. But anyway. But what I was going to say is like yeah. you're discussing uh, going through what you're going through and feeling lost. But it's all yeah. about finding that identity again. Yeah. And... Doing this now, it's like, well, maybe this is 
what I'm made to do. Yeah. And then getting like, being a voice for everyone else. Like there's a lot of people out there who are afraid to speak up. Yeah. And this might be that yeah. point of actually being able to speak up and people can actually, you know, you get to that point where maybe people can call in and speak on your podcast. Absolutely. And, yeah. and talk to you and say, hey, this is my story. I want to get it out there. Because yeah. Maybe, Maybe we could do that on the walk. Actually, that's not a bad idea. You know, I like, like the idea of the, you know, we talk. you know, if you like, even if you like, you do this on the walk and you have your podcast and like people can call and say, hey, this is such and such. Yep. I want to speak. I want to tell you my story. And you know, like we did the walk, you know, around the lake today, and like it was easy just to yeah. vent and tell your story. You know, but this is easy. This is a casual conversation. Yeah. But yeah, it's yeah. it's, and you've done this fantastically. Well done, mate. It's honestly, yeah. it's a brilliant setup. Thank done you. well. I'll but, take that. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just it's like the first step. Yeah, you know that's I mean? exactly right. Yeah. And yeah. look, what I what I uh my vision, I guess, for the for the Heart to Heart Walk podcast aspect is is not to constrain it just to stuff about either the you know the, the Senate inquiry report oh, or no. the objectives of the walk, but it's also to hear those amazing stories that are just unheard of people's, mm. you know, people's awesome careers and and um, you know, when I first came up with this idea uh, probably before the um the walk um, came along um, was to go out and capture those stories that I think I was trying to find when I was really lost and and quite mm. you know quite unwell really at the end of the day. Um, but I just found such validation and comfort in those stories, and I thought there's just that gap there because I'm not hearing enough from people of my background, and and I wanted to try and fill it, and because I thought I'm not I'm damn sure I'm not the only one sitting at home at the moment or driving around in the car listening to these things trying to find myself again. Yeah. And, um, well, can, can I let's just bring it back to the, the podcast and where this particular journey started. And you and I and, and, your, and your wife, Sarah, spoke on the phone um, and then we brought Dave in, Yep. Uh, Dave Copley, who's you know been amazing in setting up the, the, the um I guess the social media side, particularly the web, the website, which you know you yep. were able to get onto in the first instance, um, and you know when you came up with that that opening track, uh, the Walker, regardless mm. of gender, walking on gravel was just fantastic. And I remember Sarah saying to you, "Oh, you want a really good strong voice to do the overlay," mm. and you said, "Oh, actually, I want a female voice," mm. which is when I said, "Well, what about your girls, mate?" Yeah, and and how that has now transformed, and that piece of music, I played that to to um, potential sponsors on um, on Wednesday, right? And I played that piece of music yeah, right. to three of them, and one of them had tears, and he, he said, "Mate, that's so powerful." Yeah, and okay. I said, "That's that's Matt's youngest daughter. Yeah. You know, she wrote that herself and then said it." Yeah, and you know, from so for those listeners, you know, when you hear that, that's that's all genuine. That's all just f- from the heart. No pun intended. That's just uh, – it's awesome, mate. I'll hold it together. But um, that they've been such a an amazing uh, – I, I, I don't know. My whole immediate family has just been so amazing in this space. And, and um, Well done you, mate. Yeah, and, lucky you. And, and you know, to be able to go out and work on a my old caravan dolly that's now a mobile podcast machine. Um, it's know, a time machine, brother. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. It's older than me. It's, <laughs> I've got to treat it carefully. But, um, you know, to, to be out working on it with my girls and teaching them about 12-volt electrics and 
you know, them doing all the hard work for me in places that I can't because they're a bit smaller than you yeah, are. Well, they're a little bit narrower too, actually. <laughs> but uh, you know, to to be able to do to be able to share that with them. You know, my youngest at the moment is comes home some days and goes, "Can we do some work on it?" Um, she just wants to do it, and you know, my older daughter is just a social media whiz, as all kids her age, no doubt, are. But like, she's taught me so much in that space, and you know, the support I've had from my wife is just, uh, you know. I'm lost for words in that, um, and and just her her drive to try and right some of the wrongs that have happened on my journey uh, is is quite amazing, and I'm very lucky to have that support. I I don't want to to spoil this well, not spoil this for you, but to to uh, you know, hopefully you can keep it together. But your wife, um, we had a conversation a few weeks ago. I told you yesterday. And one of the fantastic things she said was, you know, we were talking about uh, legislation, we were talking about a whole heap of stuff and, you know, I said, How, how's Matt going? And, and she said, you know, Vince, Matt getting involved in this walk and the podcast and so forth has just been fantastic and, you know, he's got that purpose back and he's, and he's doing it and I've got my husband back and the kids have got their father back, which is just awesome to hear. And that's, you know, you've been involved in this, mate. This is doing something, it's, you know, it's that ultimate win-win. You know, you're doing things that you want to do, which are going to be so important. And, you know, who knows who you're going to reach out to. I mean, we talked earlier about, you know, Bats doesn't want to get on radio. I I get that. Yeah. But... He's going to give you a recipe. Yeah, he's going to give me you're, a fortnight. You're going to be the guinea pig. Just, yeah, keep keep an eye out for that one. We're going to have um, a fortnightly recipe for that. Um, <laughs> you're going to eat it first. We, so yeah, you're going to eat it first yeah, before we do. Um, and uh, we need to come up with a name for it. In fact, maybe yeah. that's something you could put out as a competition. What Bats. Um, yeah, what should we call this bats, thing? Bats Beast or Bats... That's Bake Off. No, it's not the, even going to be a Bake Off. The, anyway. tra- the Trail Tucker. I don't the know. Trail Tucker. Yeah, something Whatever. like that. Something like that. Um <laughs> That you're then going to so, rotate. So just to place bats, he's going to uh, apparently going to be the walk chief chef. I believe that's it, or yeah. cook. Yeah, one of the two. Let's call him a chef. Chef. Let's give him a new chef title. Chef bats. Yeah, I don't care whether he's allowed to have it or not. No, no, <laughs> uh, and it won't all be Portuguese. I'm sure food. he won't be wearing a white shirt. And and, and, <laughs> and, and many of us, oh, sorry, many of the listeners will know bats. So if you do know bats, you you know what sort of. Wonderful character he is. It's always helping other people, but wants to be very much in the in the in the background. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's okay. Absolutely. And that's where I wanted to be for a very long time, and still do, really. But well, guess I'm what? Here. You're not now. Mate. I'm here. <laughs> anyway, um, just out of interest, just something I was just wondering, and I'm not too sure whether how familiar with the the actual fourteen recommendations from the. Senate inquiry report you are, but is there one particular – so this is a question for you, Vince, and I'll ask the same thing of you, um, Milne. Yep. Well, I guess I'll broaden it. Um, if there was one thing that you could change in the system that's got a lot of faults, what would it be? I don't think it's uh, necessarily just the 14 recommendations. I think – Yeah, that's what I, I'm thinking. I, like, I, think, I, think, I think – What's most broken? Well, maybe? I th- not necessarily what the 14 recommendations actually articulate, but more importantly, more broadly, what they signify. 
And what they signify is a duty of care to those people that look after the community and protect the community day in, day out, night, come rain, hail or shine. Mm. And the mere fact that the government of this country and the other governments that represent the states and territories have done nothing about any of that mm. since that report was released in 2019, that's what needs to change. Doesn't it come down to one word, empathy? Um, yeah, I think uh, empathetic action. Mm. It, it's, 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 you know, and, and the fact is, and I come back to it, I have no doubt, absolutely no doubt, but that by doing nothing costs you more yeah. than doing what is required. Yeah. Wouldn't it be cheaper to prevent? Correct. Rather than mm. cure people all the time? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It, absolutely. Yeah. Have you got a have you got one key that the empathy is your change in the system? Because it is pretty adversarial. Why can't we empathize with people and have an understanding of looking after people? Yeah. Prevent prevent these things before they happen. Yeah. Why do we have to make people torment their lives going through something when we can prevent them from actually happening? Yeah. Yeah, with proper systems. Proper systems in place. Proper proper informed practice. Do you know what I mean? We know we know what happens. We know how it occurs, yeah. but we still make it happen. Yeah. Well, I mean, you always hear the commissioners acknowledge that, you know, they know the work that they have their people do damages them. They know that. That's no like that's a very obvious comment for them to make. But sadly, you know, we know we burn out. We know mm. our hours. We have too many hours. We know we're under resourced. But long as the wheel keeps turning, yeah, we keep doing it. Doesn't matter if we got less trips on the road, but long as that wheel is still going, yeah, we'll still do it. So the people will burn out, their mental health will decline, they'll mm-hmm. go on sick leave, and then. So, so even let's just take that as an aspect. Um, you've got someone who's a trained supervisor who's done. Numerous courses, doesn't matter if they're a fiery, an ambo, whatever, certainly a copper, that you've poured tens if not hundreds of thousands of dollars Mm. into their training, their skill sets, their experience, and then you lose it all because they can no longer function. Mm. All that's gone. Bang. See you later. Like where's the cost? Benefits analysis of that replaced with another person off the street. Yeah, that, that doesn't have any Spend of that. The money on again. You know, you talk about empathy. I mean, let's be honest. When we, well, certainly when I first joined, and you know, I, I joined four days from now, thirty-six years ago. Um, when I first joined, we carried a thirty-eight um, Smith and Wesson revolver. In a leather pouch on your <laughs> equipment belt with a set of Saflock handcuffs, yeah, yeah. which we still the carry. Saflocks. That's yeah. the only thing that's still there. There you go. Um, was that still horse and cart? Yeah, no, it was just oh. after the horse and cart. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> these, I was still issuing those 38s when I joined. These, these newbies, <laughs> these newbies, fair income. Eh? 
You joined when yeah. I was still I would in school. Have loved to have, I would have loved to have had him as a baggy-ass Connie, I'll tell you. Okay. Would have made me Milne, pay. get yeah. in here. <laughs> We're going to make um, this boy pay. Uh, and and we we used to, you know, you'd, you'd still have your, your your dress pants. There was no cargo pants. Was yeah, no that's right. Yeah. Like your, your court, and, and, your court and, gear every day. Well, that's right. And and, <laughs> and general general instruction or general order 10, um, I think, used to stipulate that you could carry a... KB26K nightstick if you were working night shift. Yeah, right. You could carry a big torch with seven batteries in it, which yeah. would do the same job. Better. Anytime, better. Better. Yeah. Um, it's all but about, the other thing, I don't know if you guys used to have, you used to have <laughs> a um, yeah, there's a little pocket down your, your right-hand side of your trousers. It didn't matter if, you know, it wasn't ambidextrous. You didn't have one on your left-hand side if oh, you were yeah, left-handed. Right. It was only your right-hand side. And that would fit your billy club. Yeah, right. And let me tell you. Yeah, that we never billy, had that. Yeah. That billy club was awesome if you had it in your fishing gear because <laughs> that was all it was good for was stunning fish. There you go. It was bloody useless. But <laughs> you had the little pocket there, you had a little billy club. Um, and now, coming back a bit more serious, you know, you're taught active listening, you're taught to deal with difficult people, you're taught to, you know, voice protection, uh, projection, you, you know, your use of force starts with, you know, officer presence, all of those things. It's, you know, and, and the guys and girls now are wearing, you know, body-worn cameras, you know, yeah. they're, they're wearing load-bearing. It's a different game now. It's, it's a totally yeah. different game and there's so much. But again, all of that skill, all of that experience, not just dealing with people as in the community, but dealing, you know, and looking after their own people, how important that is. And we're burning them out and we're not looking after them. And, you know, it's – it's if we don't look after them, you know, I, I mean, I, I, I don't know how true it is that, you know, we're not getting the quotas for recruitment of people because people just don't want to join. Yeah. The thing is, like, as you were saying, like, they're spending, like, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars of training these people, but when they are burned down and they're gone, we don't spend any money on – Getting them back to civilian no. life, so and we, being we, useful, being but being useful people again. Yeah, yeah, you know, we get them as civilians, training them up into being police officers, ambos, fireys. But when they're finished, we just see you later. Deal, the, deal with your insurer, your de- deal yep. with it, deal with your issues. It's mm. like, well, how can we do that to people? Mm. We can't do that. That's why I think defence have that a bit better sorted because yeah. they a lot of them either transition into. It depends. Like obviously, there's people that can't. Um, go on working in that same field. Oh, no. but there's a lot of them that seem to transition either into reserve part-time service or into defence industries. So they're still sort of working in the same sector, but yeah, you know, no, I don't know. There are there are there are people out there. I mean, you know, we we work very closely with um, Sarah Turoad Martin yep. from Turoad Solutions. That uh, you know, she she sits on our board as does Peer. You know, her company is obviously looking at. A part of their business is looking at that transition from service mm. to, to sort of wider uh, application of, of, of skills. And when you think about what sort of skill sets you do have as a as a police officer, a fire, or whatever, you you may not necessarily think about it, but you know, you, you you are a, a, in general terms. You're 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 the guys and girls that, as everyone is running from danger, you're running to it because that's what you do. And you know how your your you know your command presence, how you are, 
in situations, how you take control, you know, that whole C3 aspect of command, control, coordination. It's imbued in us um, and, mm. and we're immersed in it because, you know, and we have to collaborate depending on who the primary combat agency is in dealing with whatever. I mean, from a policing point of view, you're front and centre for yeah. most of it. Well, you've got leaders out there. Absolutely, got, absolutely. Well, and that, and that, and they're leaders in that, that strategic but very much operational tactical environments. Um, and that comes from years, of, again, of, of practice. And, and you know, one of the other things I've, I've always had a problem with from a policing point of view is actually how we develop our leaders. You know, um, the old adage is that, you know, leaders are made, not born. I've, I would argue that you need leadership qualities yeah. that are then um, developed. But from a policing organisation, you learn most of it out there by trial and error. Yeah. You know, policing organisations don't necessarily develop their own people as, yeah. unless you get to you know, a particular rank. And Same as the Ambos and the Fireys and all the other. Yep. Yeah, they, they sort of start at that operational grassroots level yeah. and then wherever they go from there is how, how they end up there. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm, yeah. But, I mean, but again, this whole skill set and so forth could mm. be lost. And yeah. as you said, Millie, you know, if you're, you know, you can lose that totally um, and, you know, you're still paying for someone not to work because they're not able to work. Mm. Whereas, you know, if we actually did this properly. So that resiliency, first of all, and I guess that that, that whole emergency management cycle model you know it's about building resiliency through planning and preparation you know preparing people for response responding and then that recovery phase and then that review phase and that mm. sort of that cyclic approach to it we don't do recovery well recovery well but sometimes i don't think we do it at all we don't do debriefs <laughs> we don't do yeah all of that stuff yeah. um and we don't we don't we talked about beforehand we talked about the wedding album and so yeah. forth you know that that you know here you go um, harden up, um, <laughs> you know, get the bridge kit out. Yeah. yeah. We, but, don't, we don't prepare. Well. But I think the problem is that like, we've known it for so long. The, yeah. We know the issues. We've done the reviews. We've done the reports. Yeah. But we still keep making the same problems. I think the, um, the probably the one thing that I guess I look at in the reports and, and what's going on at the moment, the, the research done to date is the, the thing that strikes me as bizarre is that Beyond Blue's report from 2018 talks about 61%, I think it is, of people that go into the pipeline of psychological injury from from their from their work come out worse off than when they went in. Mm. So I don't understand how you can actually go into a a pipeline of care and 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 recovery. But I think that's a misnomer. This is coming back to, to um, Milne's point about empathetic. Yeah. That lack of empathy, it's, oh, we're talking about money now, so there's that. And, you know, you've seen it certainly in yeah, the New yeah. South Wales system. Yeah. You know, that bellicose, um, it's, it's a millennia ago or almost two millennia ago, um, certainly 1,500 years ago, you know, Anglo-Saxons were used to have two systems of justice trial by ordeal and trial by combat. Yeah, right. And, you know, if you were, if you were, if you were um, accused of being a witch, you'd be loaded up with stones 
and thrown into the village pond. And if you floated, you were obviously a witch, so then you were burnt. <laughs> but if you sunk to the bottom, oh, well, she obviously wasn't a witch. Or trial by combat where you'd accuse someone of something and you'd fight to the death. Yeah, right. And whoever won was right. Well, that's, you know, that's how, you know, that governments... sounds like a bad work sometimes. Well, that's exactly right, but that's <laughs> that's the thing. It's that trial by combat. It's yeah. you've, it, Not only have you done your time, but now at the end of it, when you're burnt out because you haven't been treated, you know, properly as a human being and, 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 and so forth, um, you've now got to fight for... Yeah. You know, it's, it's appalling. Yeah. You know, and, and, and the impact, again, the cost. We talk about cost in financial terms, but the cost, you know, in in human terms, in emotional terms, in relationship terms, you know, the fact that, you know, I, I have spoken to your wife, I haven't spoken to yours, but the fact that your, your partners, your children... You know, are all there? It talks testament about them, but it also mm. talks testament about you. And you know, why why they've you know, mm. um, while they're there, and and credit to them, they're the the silent victims in this. Yeah, exactly, absolutely, and and doing a lot of work as well. <laughs> you know, it's amazing how how drawn into this whole process they get. Yeah, and, that's and, right. Yeah, um, we've been going for a. Fair while. Um, <laughs> You're probably going to edit this, aren't you? I will edit. Yes, yeah, oh, I hope so because yeah. some of the stuff he's talked about. I'll take out all of your swearing but, so I can. But try I was and... also going to mention um, uh, places like Phoenix Australia. Yeah, they have uh, the Responder Assist program. Right, they do a lot of work for um, emergency um, service workers. Yep, um, which is all clinical research. Um, probably listeners, if they want to look at their website, yeah, right. very helpful. Um, a lot of programs and stuff like that. Fearless, so, uh, fearless. Um, they uh, do a fair bit for um, first responders as well. Yeah, right. Yep, with uh, Blinda Neal, who's on the board. Oh yeah, Blinda. Yep. So, yeah, yeah. so there, there's there's a lot of good people out. Yeah, there, there is. There's a lot of good stuff. stuff. Going on. A lot, a lot yeah. of great organisations. Yeah. yeah. Um, and don't get a lot of support. And you know, individuals that are doing things. So, so you know, a couple of people that 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 we both know. Um, you know, people like Grant Edwards, the former um, AFP commander. You know, I I, I um in contact with, with, with Grant and he's he's a supporter of the walk and I know he's in contact uh, regularly with, with Milne. Um, Cameron Heideman. Uh, yep. So Cameron's um, written a book, um, 10 Foot Tall but not yet bulletproof, uh, but not quite bulletproof, which is a great read. And yes, Cameron, I have read most of it. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm still getting through it. Um, Cameron and I did the root survey. Um, yeah, right, okay. And... Just you know, it, was, it just and and again, like only said, you know, we we started off as knowing each other and become very firm friends, uh, good mates, uh, because it's all part of the journey. Um, there's some really good people out there doing mm. stuff. We mentioned Emergency. You know, there's there's other groups like Beyond the Badge. Um, Sean runs that in New South Wales. Code Nine uh, in Victoria. Uh, Blue Hub in in Queensland. And, and what we want to do is is and bring these groups together yeah. so that we you know they're they're you know united we stand yeah sort of divided we fall there's another group um i think soldiers and sirens in in western australia um they're all trying to do same same but different mm. stuff uh and what we really need to be able to do and that's one of the things the foundation's looking to do is actually look at 
what does everybody do and and what jurisdictions i mean you know we often talk about this in law enforcement is you know the only the only people that worry about jurisdictions is us Cro- yeah. crooks don't <laughs> but you know no no borders but but, <laughs> but but from you know support it is jurisdictional it is yeah. you know so you know you might have that that uh, the, the treatment that, people are like what they're going through uh, can be very different too. Which oh, that's right. Weird. And what what you know what's what's the legislation that supports right. or, or or stymies yeah. stuff. So there's a whole body of work that needs to be mm. done. So look, um, appreciate it's a big project. To, yeah, absolutely, it's a big um, project. Lots of work to be done. It's not all going to be done at once. Um, Matt, can I just say thanks so much for 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 having us on your your show. No problems. At really all. appreciate it. Yeah. Um, look forward to the edit. Edited version. <laughs> yeah, no, it's been great. great. It'll probably be about great five fish. minutes long. So yeah, yeah. We'll be- <laughs> yeah, that's right. Cut, cut out all the ums. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, yeah, just yeah. cut Vince out. It'll be fine. It'll be down to five minutes. Really, this is what I have to yeah. put up with. That's all why the I paid time so much is. for this recording thing. It's multi-channel. I can just delete one channel. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. good. It'll just be us having a chat, mate. Yeah. <laughs> but obviously, no. Obviously, people are out there. You know. I'm glad you've got a dog, Vince. So am I. She's the only one that loves yeah. me. Yeah. But I was just going to say, if, if people are struggling out there, just obviously contact organisations like Beyond Blue for support. Yeah, um, I'll go to their website and that. So, yeah. um, so one of the things I would like to do just to plug is uh, the Heart to Heart Walk. So if you get onto the website, I think it's Heart to Heart Walk. It's, yeah, dot, Heart, the number two, heartwalk.org. Yep. Um, Links in the show notes. And, and that has a list. Well, one of the things we did when we set it up was we wanted to have a sort of one-stop shop for – for different organisations that can can help people, so if you get onto that, have a look. Um, there's also the opportunity to to messages. So, any ideas, um, please. Uh, and then I think the other ones would be the Instagram. You know, you've got your own podcast. Yeah. Um, link there, mate. Yep. The H2H Walk dot podcast. So um, check that out if you haven't already seen it. There'll be stacks of links in the the show notes for this one, being the first episode. So uh, yeah, check check them out. And yeah, look, thanks to you both. Actually, it's what's next for you? Well, you know, I actually want to get on to the the recipes. I think that's going to be interesting for me because they've given me, uh, you know, a fortnightly little update on. What do you like eat. Italian? I do. Spaghetti alla carbonara. Yeah. yeah, there we go. That's another one. All right. If anyone's got any suggestions of what three thousand k walk walker should eat on the road, please send it in. Yeah, no tofu. All right, sorry, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, plenty of meat. Um, yeah, but uh, look, uh, what's forward for me? Look, I um, I really want this to now, uh, I suppose, branch out into drilling into some more details on how, how the walk prep is going yep, and what's yep. been done in that space. Well, um, we can do that, mate. That, yeah, that, that, yeah, And then maybe but, it's a regular, like a monthly checkup or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. But, I, but I also want it to start capturing the stories of the individuals involved. So sure. – um, your story, Vince. Your story, Milne. From a from a career perspective, I guess uh, of you know what what you were like as a kid, what you what you did to date, and then where you're at now. Um, I haven't changed. I don't. That doesn't surprise me at all. Um, but anyway, yeah, that was the finger. That's why we all went quiet. That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, yeah. So that's um, right. that's where I'm at. And um, um, how yeah. do you feel about this? Oh, you've done an it's awesome gonna, job, it's mate. Be good. This has been awesome. It's this has be been good. really 
It's a bit cathartic. It's been. It is, yeah, it's, yeah. But yeah. it's it's comfortable. I mean, I I I'll never look at my dining table the same without the triffy. <laughs> uh, it's just going to buy a pair of headphones. Right, yeah, 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 You're going to take these now, aren't you? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, eat, yeah. eat dinner by the. You know, he probably just sits here at home and talks to himself. <laughs> well, I'm with people I trust. Yeah, okay. Yeah, there you go. It's What's fine. that, your dog? Yeah. Uh, sometimes. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> right. Very good. Uh, look, thanks very much, and uh, awesome, mate. yep, look forward to the next one. Good Thank stuff. you. Thanks, mate. You've been listening to the Heart to Heart Walk podcast. Please support this podcast and the people involved by following us on Facebook and Instagram and leave a review on your favourite podcast platform to help us reach more people. The Heart to Heart Walk website and social media details are in the show notes.